Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Hello. Is this on? I think it's on. Um, hello. Um, got my questions here. Um, uh, got a few questions here straight in. Just going to get straight in on it. Uh, this always says you're, you're live. We're building an audience for you. So I'm just going to wait for my audience to build and I'm going to crack on. Uh, I've got a question from Sharon. Hello, Sharon. How long um, after tummy tuck can you drive? Can you have one if you've had a cesarean section? This is all Sharon, I think. And how long do you stay in hospital? Um, driving after tummy tuck. So basically, the post-op recovery after a tummy tuck is a big op. An operation is a big. Op, a tummy tuck is a big operation, and um, you're bent double after the surgery. Um, and um, I spoke to someone the other day who said that the beard. He thought the beard hid their double chin, which now I'm looking at myself on the video. I can see what he's talking about. Maybe if I hold my camera up higher, it looks better. Oh, look in the camera. Where is it? That's better. Um, how, so, how long you So, answering those questions in turn. So, it's big operation, bent double after the surgery. You walk around a bit stooped over the first week of the... So, how long do you stay in hospital? You're the you can well I've, you can go home same day very rare to be honest with you to go home same day um, you can go home after one night again very rare I would say the average is two nights two nights hospital I normally tell people to plan to stay two nights in hospital um, <clears throat> and sometimes three so two to three nights in hospital although it does vary from a day case to two. Maybe even longer if you're if you're in a bit of discomfort or you need longer in hospital. Um, that's how long you're in hospital for. You, I normally see you after the first week. Take your dressings off. You normally don't need any dressings after the first week. But when you come back and see me after that first week, you are still in a little bit of discomfort. Sometimes you're still bent over, a little bit stooped over. Back can hurt a bit because you've been stooped over so long. So. You, so I wouldn't drive that first week. So you normally have to find someone to take you, uh, to bring you to the appointment for the uh, weekly checkup. Uh, after the second week, you'll be feeling better and you will be feeling more comfortable. It's hard for me to guarantee that you will be able to drive after two weeks, though. So I normally say three weeks, um, three weeks to be safe um, for driving after a tummy tuck. Um, you might be OK after two. The other thing I say to you is you've got to check with your insurance company. That's for any operation the car insurance company I'm talking about now for how long after the surgery you can drive. Sometimes they'll give you a certain time. Sometimes they'll say it's up to the doctor. So if it's up to the doctor, three weeks to be safe, you might be okay after two, but I wouldn't like to guarantee it. Uh, can you have one if you've had a cesarean section? Absolutely, yes. It's uh, very common to have one after a cesarean section because, of course, one of the reasons you might need a tummy tuck is because you've had children um, because they stretch the skin and that skin doesn't recoil significantly. And it's very common to need a tummy tuck after a cesarean and it's absolutely fine to do a tummy tuck after a cesarean. The scar lies in a similar place to where the cesarean scar lies, which means it's in a line just above the pubic hair. 
although it is longer than the caesarean section scar. And again, with regards to the post-op recovery, we were talking to someone about this the other day, um, it's normally, people say, oh, how does it compare with caesarean? I normally say, well, I don't know, because I haven't had either, but I, don't, I, I, would not, I would say it's about the same. It's better than a caesarean because um, with a caesarean, you cut through s- uh, muscle because you go deep into the abdominal wall. You don't go that deep with a tummy tuck. But it's worse than a caesarean because you're actually cutting skin out with a tummy tuck, which you don't cut any skin out. With a caesarean, you just make an incision in the skin. So it's better on one hand, worse on another. I think it sort of balances itself out. It's, um, it's, it's about the same as a caesarean. And it's, uh, if you, what I do is I, I put the scar slightly below the caesarean scar and therefore excise the caesarean scar. So you do no longer have the caesarean scar. You just have the scar from the tummy tuck, but it's in a similar position but longer. Um, the other thing is, <clears throat> uh, can you have another tummy tuck? If you've already had a tummy tuck, you haven't asked that question, but I'm answering it anyway, because that is a question I sometimes get asked. So, and, and, the question, and the answer is, yeah, absolutely. So if you've had a tummy tuck, <clears throat> you can have another tummy tuck. You can still have children after a tummy tuck. There's absolutely no problem with having children after a tummy tuck, although I do say if you're planning on having children, don't have a tummy tuck. Wait until you've finished your family, because if you have a child after having a tummy tuck, then it'll stretch the skin and you may get the problem back again. So um, you you can have children and you can have another tummy tuck, but it's slightly maybe could be considered a, a more economical to have waited to finish your family. But you might say it's going to be many years and I want to have a tummy tuck and all this. And if, that's, that, if there's reasons, personal reasons to have it, then that's absolutely fine. Um, Kasia, Cassia, Cassia, how long after breastfeeding can you have a breast augmentation? Um, the, there's a couple of issues here. The first issue is actually the, the, the breast becomes engorged with the milk and the longer you breastfeed, the longer that breast becomes engorged with milk and that stretches the breast skin. And then once you finish breastfeeding, this, the breast skin recoils to a certain degree. So you have to let the breast recover after breastfeeding uh, in order for the skin to recoil to see where we are with regards to size and shape because obviously the breasts get bigger while you're breastfeeding and then they get smaller again and you need to stabilize with that size because you don't want to have breast implants because you you need to judge the size um, as accurately as you can and if the breast is still changing then you can't accurately decide what size implants you need um, so that's why you need to wait I haven't answered your question but anyway that's why you need to wait so I would I normally say six months it's an arbitrary thing uh, I'd say minimum six months and in fact I prefer to wait a year after breastfeeding uh, for two reasons. Number one, because of the reason aforementioned, because the skin is recoiling and the, si- the shape of the breast is changing and the size of the breast is changing, but also you've got a child obviously because you're breastfeeding and so um, I think when the child's one, it's a little bit easier to manage because the child is walking and maybe you don't have to uh, live with your child so much. Whereas if you do it at six months, when you've got a six-month-old at home, it can be a little bit more difficult with regards to lifting and, and sort of managing your child. So I normally recommend a year, but I understand if you're on maternity leave, it can be difficult with returning to work and all these things. So minimum six months, ideally at a year, I would say. Uh, Angela... Um, has had we've had quite a lot of communication um, about having your it's not you is it it's I think you're um, calling on behalf of someone but um, about the cyst removal um, and you want to fly in and fly out same day 
the cyst removal um and what and, and i've said that that's not a good idea and you're saying why not um well you could you could fly in have the cyst removal and then fly home again um i'm trying to remember where you i think it's denmark is it denmark or somewhere like that you live so um i um you, you could do it uh it's sort of medically possible i wouldn't particularly advise it though uh the reason i wouldn't advise it because uh, the cysts on 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 your face and you'll have stitches on your face i tend not to give a dressing when i do cysts and mole removals on the face i just put a little bit of ointment on and which i ask you then put on two or three times a day so you'll go home with um, stitches on your face you can i can give you some tape to cover it up but the the um, local anesthetic that i use when i remove cysts has got adrenaline in it and adrenaline cuts, uh, closes down the blood vessels so you'll see when you have a surgery under local anesthetic god dear oh dear look at me i look like i need a shave don't i um, I should have shaved before this. What's the problem with doing it in the evening? Goodness me. I had the beard. It didn't matter so much. Um, so, the yeah, the local anaesthetic, um, you'll see it looks all white around where you've had the, um, uh, local, the injection with the local anaesthetic in, and that clamps down the blood vessels. Later on the same day, that local anaesthetic wears off and it can bleed a little bit. Just a little pinprick of blood and you just need a clean tissue to press on it. But I would not really like to be on an aeroplane with a, you know, having to press on my cheek with a, with, um, a little pinprick of blood. Because that's just the first day, really, that, that bleeding happens. By the next day, it's, uh, it, it, it tends not to be a problem. But that first night and that first day, it can be a bit of a problem. So that's number one reason that you sh- I wouldn't like to fly home the same day. Um, number two reason is that you'll have stitches in and I like to remove the stitches personally that's just me um, you don't have to have me remove the stitches you could have um, a practice nurse or someone at home remove your stitches um, but um, I do like to remove the stitches and the stitches are normally taken out five to seven days so therefore I, you know ideally I have uh, I think we said this to you ideally I'd like to see you at five to seven days just to check the wound and also you could get a problem you could get a problem like infection or uh, a problem with the wound healing and it's just nice if you're around, if I can just check on everything and make sure everything's um, doing well. Obviously, we can do Skype, we can do email, we can do phone conversations, we can do whatever. But it is nothing beats an in-person consultation. And so, and the other thing is about the follow-up. I normally see someone at, uh, at one week. Usually the scar looks pretty good at one week. I then see them again at six weeks. Often the scar's a little bit more red at six weeks. And then I see you at three months, six months often yearly i don't you don't have to do all those for assist but these these are the appointments that i offer uh, and it's nice to keep an eye on you so given all of that i've got to say if you it might be an idea to get it done closer to home um i i always recommend patients in this country to have surgery close to home rather than going overseas for surgery and so the flip side is true when people from overseas want to come and have um, surgery by me here um, i'm i will do it i'm very happy to do it but i do give all these caveats that uh I do like to see you post-optively, so I think it is nice if you can stay around for a few days just to uh, for me to check on things and take the stitches out. would be an ideal um, situation. The other question that you haven't asked but someone else has asked about massaging the scar. Um, so a couple of questions. One was about arnica and one was about massaging the scar. So general terms with any scar... Um, I normally, um, so with the scars on the face, I give you a bit of ointment and then I um, 
after the first week, once you have the stitches taken out, you don't need to remove, uh, so you don't need to use the ointment. I normally say don't use anything at all on your scar for the first month. Obviously, you can wash, you can get it wet, just dab dry. If you're worried about dabbing dry, you can use a hairdryer on it. Again, this is for any scar on any part of the body, not necessarily just a facial cyst. This is for breast surgery, tummy tucks, any, any surgery. So uh, after the first week, don't do anything. After a month, it's often a little bit more red. And so then after a month, once it's knitted together and got stronger and it can be a bit more red and firm, then you can start massaging it. Um, it doesn't matter particularly what you use. A lot of people rate bio oil, Nivea, E45, vitamin E, aloe vera, you name it. Uh, if you've got a moisturizer that you like, I think, you know, go with that. For me, it's more than moisturizing it and also um, trying to soften that scar. So you really want to go a little bit firm on it. Um, don't hurt yourself. It's, if it's uncomfortable, then um, ease off. But I think going a little bit firm on your scar just to massage it and just have to soften up that scar tissue. And it can also help to desensitize it because often scars are a little bit sensitive. So massaging can help to desensitize that. So uh, I normally start that after about a month um, while it's quite red and firm. Also, um, while it is red and obvious, avoid the sun. This is something that I go on about to all my patients. So I'm, I'm sorry if you're a patient of mine. I've gone over this to you, but you might not have heard it. But anyway, um, avoid the sun while the scar is red and obvious. If you get the sun in the scar, if you get the scar in the sun while it's red and obvious, particularly if you get a tan on your scar, it's all fine. You get a tan, you look fantastic. You come home, you lose the tan, the scar stays tanned. So... Um, you end up with a brown pigmented scar. So while the scar is red and obvious, um, avoid getting the sun on it. Uh, finally, Arnica. Uh, I don't particularly recommend Arnica to my patients, although I know a lot of patients do rate it, and I know my wife rates it if ever the children get a knock. Uh, and, I, and I do think it's it's good, I think. It's supposed to stop bruising, and that's absolutely fine. So I've got no problem with using it. Um, and that's absolutely fine to use Arnica. I don't recommend it particularly, but patients who use it seem to cope well. I don't get a, a particular problem with bruising for most of the surgery that I do. Maybe things like liposuction, there is some bruising. So I think there is an argument for it there. So, uh, But it's absolutely fine to use Arnica. And that's absolutely no problem. Um, but, but you don't particularly need it, certainly, for um, most of the surgery that I do. Because Arnica is not a huge problem. But nevertheless, it's not as much of a downside so that is me. That is my weekly list of questions. So a uh, massive thank you to Sharon, Casia and Angela for, um, for asking questions this week. And please ask me some more. I can't get enough. <laughs> ask me questions. Get in on Facebook. Get in on Twitter or email Laura at the clinic or give us a ring or whatever you want to do. And I'll be very happy to answer any more questions next week, 7 p.m. right here. And I will see you then. But for now, if that is all, and I know people have posted questions and, and then they get frustrated because it doesn't come up. I've got nothing coming up. If you post a question and it comes up once I've checked out, I apologize in advance. I'll definitely answer it there and then I'll re type a reply and I will also bring it up next week if you want me to. Um, so, But, but I'm going to check right out and uh, say thank you and good night. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.